Hello, everybody. You made it to Thursday. Today is October 12th. Welcome to the Energy News Beat Daily Stand-Up Show. My name's Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. Michael's out goofing out. So uh, we should have a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to make fun of him. Thank you to everybody that is following, liking, and giving us feedback. Uh, we are just having so much fun, and we're now in 115 different countries. So thank you to everyone around the world. I've got a lot of articles and a lot of things to talk about. Um, one of the articles on energynewsbeat.com is Nano Nuclear thinks that it will be the first company to sell micro reactors in 2030. Kind of an interesting topic. And uh, I have some more information on that in just a sec. We also have external activity probably behind the Finland Estonia gas pipe leak. This happened on Saturday, but there's more information that came out, and I will uh, get that to you. And I kind of teased that up on yesterday's show. And then we have uh, Israel-Hamas conflict directly impacts oil and gas prices. Got some updates on the Mediterranean uh, in the Leviathan field. Uh, Lots of stuff going on there. And then last yesterday, Michael and I talked about the OPEC and the discrepancy between what the IEA is saying, as well as we had uh, the IEA and OPEC. And I kind of believe OPEC's rules, but here it is. OPEC warns net zero push endangers global energy security. Uh, I'll tell you, this is kind of an interesting article uh, from OPEC. Yesterday, they were saying you've got to have 12 trillion dollars in investment and then this article comes out from opec as well so i'm going to go through that right now so with that first one around the corner uh as i've talked to meredith Engwin a couple times she wrote the book shorting the grid absolutely phenomenal i think nuclear is still one of the key things that we can do as a country as a world in order to get the lowest cost kilowatt per hour to everyone this article says nano nuclear thinks it will be the first company to sell micro reactors. First, let me say there's modular, there's the full-blown reactors. Then we have modular reactors. And now this is uh, nano reactors, micro reactors. The company is nano uh, reactors. Micro reactors are uh, utterly dwarfed by big conventional reactors, which can generate up a thousand times as a micro. They're also smaller than small modular reactors, SMRs, that are now currently being deployed. This is a quote from Mr. Walker. Uh, James Walker is the CEO of Nano Nuclear, and I've reached out to them to try to get them on the podcast. When you sit back and take a look, uh, the micro reactor is really aimed at remote habitation, mining projects, and disaster relief area, charging stations, and data centers. This is cool. This could also go to emerging nations. It could go to anywhere that we need uh, smaller reactors, a city, a town. I could see this really expanding out. His next quote is, maybe we could even power Bitcoin mining operations. The 
from the uh, Nano's founder, President J.U. I, I thought this was a really great one. And and think about keeping in Alaska because overheating is o- always an issue. Uh, anyway, this is pretty darn cool. I think that this is actually a, a fantastic energy technology, and we're going to keep an eye on that. So let's go to the next one. Everybody remembered how we talked about the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines. There were the four pipelines that went from uh, Russia to Germany, and uh, they were blown up. And and so three of the four, there's still one in existence that could be turned on, but uh, there is enough... Um, uh, conspiracy theory, if you would, out there. Nobody's really taking advantage of it, but President Biden said that it kind of hinted that it could have been the United States. And then Russia, Putin came out and said that, uh, why would we do it? Because all we have to do is disable the head end. And then it came out that there were uh, other folks from Ukraine that went on a sailing yacht, went out for a three-hour cruise, and they did it. Don't know who did that. But there are defense forces that are now saying uh, measures have taken measures around the pipeline. Finland is ready for normal conditions. These things are now known, quote unquote. They need to work on that title. Doesn't Not sure that it made any sense. Inuko uh, to Palandiski. I am sorry for saying those wrong, um, but the article says... At the press conference Tuesday morning, Prime Minister Koch uh, did not name the suspected culprit, but he said that a coordination between the authorities, Estonian Prime Minister has also been contacted. Repairing the damage is going to take months, and it is assured the supply of gas will be stable in the LNG plants in Inco. So they are still live at the normal operating level. It has been known that the readiness level of the defense forces has been moved in. In this sense, it says we've already enhanced our own operations. The chief uh, readiness manager, Admiral uh, Husko, uh, said at the event. Uh, this act was not an ordinary person. There is rumors. Did Russia do it or who else did it? I got to give a shout out to Tom Kirkman on LinkedIn. He's been on the podcast twice and he did say um, if someone was emboldened enough to do the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2, and nobody really did anything about it, they would be emboldened again to do more pipelines and subsea communications uh, cables were also uh, destroyed. There's a limited number of countries around the world that can get into the middle of this and really take out those underwater assets. So let's we're going to keep an eye on that for you. The next one coming around the corner is Israel-Hamas conflict directly impacts oil and gas prices. I just talked to David Blackman about an hour ago, and as we were talking about it, he did agree that if there's two really big unknowns out there, if Israel gets upset that the Hamas uh, money to do the strikes in did come from Iran, 
Iran has gotten, I've heard everything from 30 billion to $70 billion that they have shipped in income in oil going out to China, India. And I've even got, I'm tracking down oil to the United States. And I'm trying to make sure I say that correctly. So I don't want to give any misinformation. So people are buying oil from Iran. That has funded a lot of money, and people have been saying all over the place that uh, Iran is a big supporter of Hamas. So if Israel tries to take out the export uh, facilities in Iran, that will really make it tougher for uh, Iran as well. I mean, excuse me, for India and China. And then there was also an article that just came out that. uh, Russia had sold uh, oil to India at $80, which was above the cap, uh, the, the EU sanction cap of $60. So when you take a look at all that, that one thing could impact heavily the price of oil. I want to go into some natural gas here in a second. But if Iran mines the Strait of Hermas, That could also, that is a huge channel for tankers around the world. That could be another one. In this article that we were talking about, Israel has suspended operations at the offshore Tamar gas field and security precautions and is investigating alternative fuel sources. This is huge. Um, It will also impact Israel's trading partners, including Egypt, who imports Israel's gas, has has been cut by 20%. That's uh, a lot of gas for Egypt. Although not directly targeted by Hamas, Israel's Israel's commercial ports have also been impacted by the surprise offensive. We continue to supply our customers, the spokesperson said. Chevron also, though, is focused on the safe and reliable supply of natural gas in the Leviathan field. Um, The Leviathan field is huge and critical for the LNG natural gas into Europe as well, too. It's one of the world's largest deep water gas reserves and 200 engineers uh, designed with 7,000 workers from 25 different countries built out the Leviathan field. We're going to be watching this and uh, uh, that is a huge one. Taking out gas production in the Leviathan field would be the other third cornerstone that if Iran got in and really tried to impact this, this whole area could be impacted. A third order of magnitude would be the importance of the U.S. oil and gas shale plays coming online. So all of that is directly impacted on each other. OPEC, I wanted to cover this for just a brief moment. OPEC warns net zero pushes endangered global energy security. So if you just keep pushing, yesterday we talked about the 12 trillion dollars it's needed it not that long ago was four trillion and now they're saying that so uh let me read you a couple bullet points here in this article amid contrasting uh, views with the iea the opec's latest oil outlook expects the oil demand to rise until 2045 reaching 116 million barrels per day 
with an anticipated decline in global output by the 2030s, OPEC predicts its oil market share will increase from 34% to 40% by 2045. That's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of years out there. In my opinion, there's too much in global uncertainty to even throw these out there. I pray that uh, we start getting calmness around the world. And uh, OPEC has now raised its prediction for oil demand over the medium term, estimating a rise from 102 million barrels uh, per day to 110 over the next five years. I think it's actually going to be higher than that. And the reason for that is because the failure of companies wanting to invest in renewable energy, and we're talking about renewable electricity, as uh, Robert Ron, Ronald Stein would say, it is renewable en- energy because renewable electricity, renewable energy has to be able to could be in multiple of things. Wanted to give Ronald a shout out there. So let's take a look and let's keep praying for the world. Let's make sure that we uh, hug your family, hug your dog, share the podcast, uh, call me, let me know, reach out to us, questions at uh, energynewsbeat.com. And uh, I just really enjoy talking to all my energy experts. I'll be in the Midland Permian International Show next week with live podcasts. Looking forward to talking to everybody about energy and humanity around the world. Thank you and uh, have a great day. We'll talk to you guys soon.